Hello, and welcome back to Belmont Bunch. This week, we're discussing the Islanders' two losses against Carolina in the first two games of the Stanley Cup playoffs in round one. Um, we're going to talk about how it's bullshit and they sh- those wins should be given to the Islanders instead, yeah, retroactively. Yeah. Tom, why don't you talk us about, tell us about, talk us through, talk us off the ledge, Tom. I'm not the person to talk people off the ledge. <laughs> Just initial gut feelings, because I feel like that's maybe helpful for Islander fans right now. Uh, just you, Tom is so really, upset really, by these losses that look, he's I, sick. He had be, he has oh, made yeah. himself ill by so becoming so. I should first give context and say thank you, James, for doing the intro. Uh, my allergies are absolutely destroying me right now. Uh, so, and it, it has been a week. It's been a week. Um, so, very, 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 very frustrating pair of losses. The first one, um, not as much so because I I just didn't feel like the Islanders deserved it. Um, you know, they gave up uh, two power play goals, and that was the difference. Uh, very frustrating. The referees are going to be talked about. Uh, the Pelic, uh, sorry, the Pollock penalty um, just wasn't a penalty. They called a slash. Um, it was a uh, Stefan Nason was right on top of the net, would have finished it into an empty net. Ryan Pollock uh, hit his stick. Um, but it was not a slash didn't come down or anything just kind of like, like forced his stick out of the way. Um, terrible call. I think everyone would acknowledge that's not a slash and the uh, Kane score on the power play. And it's two, nothing at that point, the aisles just never like the offense just couldn't get going at all. They, the Canes were are, are fast in the breakout. So the Islanders, the, mostly on their offense comes out of like four checking and creating turnovers and creating turmoil in the other team's zone. And the Canes are really, really fast in the breakout. Their defensemen are really, really skilled uh, and, and good offensively and good at getting out of their own zone. And I think that's something the Islanders can maybe look to reinforce in the next couple of years. I know, you know, you've got guys like Dobson and that's pretty much it. Especially on host gates. All right. But like, look, look at the Canes. They're able to break pressure that the Islanders bring on the forecheck by being so quick at uh, these outlet passes and everything. And so the Islanders couldn't get any momentum going. And the Islanders got a very, very fluky goal um, on a Ryan Pollock. Ryan Pollock, by the way, got us going on the right foot. Big hits right out of the gate. Ryan Pollock was the best skater by far. And that's a guy I haven't really... Um, like lauded much this year. And I thought he played great in game one goal aside because the goal wasn't pretty. He just put it on net. He made a nice move to get around some defensemen, um, but threw it to the net and Auntie Ronta stick deflected it up and made it look like a better shot. Um, since I didn't see it hit the stick coming in, I thought he sniped it, but it was just like a weird delay because it took, I'm like, but he sniped it because it went top corner but also it took a while to get top corner. And then I <laughs> saw the replay. I was like, Oh, all right. Yeah. And the replay kind of looked like it, like it wasn't the perfect shot. It looked like it rolled, was starting to roll off the, his stick. Yeah. And so it was on the ice. Yeah. And then it got popped up by, uh, by the goalie stick. Yeah. And, and the Islanders in the series have four, uh, what four goals 
and two of them are like that. Uh, we'll talk about it, but Kyle Palmieri scored a similar-ish goal. Uh, so the Islanders get back in it there, um, but really, really struggled to, to put too much together after that. Um, they put together a good late push in like the last couple minutes. Uh, they did get a puck on net in the last seconds of the game. Uh, Bo Horvat threw one on net. Um, Barzal looked like he was still playing his way back a little bit, um, but I did appreciate having somebody that could come in and add a little bit to the to the skill gap that I feel like the Islanders unfortunately deal with a lot. Um, Pierre Engvall was one of the only guys that was like a skater on the team, <laughs> like you know one of his He's, attributes. He kind of. I, this this is probably a, this is a hot take. I haven't thought about this much. He kind of makes me think of he has similar qualities to Zach Parise, but just with more skill. You know? Yeah, yeah I can see. I think Parise is a very uh, hard worker. Parise is definitely more willing to be a two way player in that, like he's mm-hmm. willing to lay the body mm-hmm. um, and put his body on the line. Pierre Engvall is a little bit more of a skill player. That might be a generational difference. You know, um, Parise came up in the game a while ago and played a two-way game. Uh, and the game today is more of like a skill game with, you know, the defense isn't worried about as much I feel <laughs> yeah. like by some forwards. And uh, so I think maybe that's a generational difference where back in the day, you might've had to have a better defensive game. Um, but Zach Parise was also an all-star at one point. I, I just, his work ethic is unbelievable. I can't, I never question it. He's always, always giving it his all um, anyway, but, so I felt like and that's why we're awarding Zach Parise, dad of the year. He's really taking it from dad. Josh Bailey and he's the new dad of the team. He's the super hustler. Mm-hmm. Super mm-hmm. hustler. Award. Um, but the Kings did deserve to win game one. You know, it's frustrating the way that they want it being uh, a, a power play that I don't think they should have had, but it's hard to argue with like, how am I going to argue that the Islanders were the better team when their only goal was a fruit of fluke. I can't speak. Um, their only goal was a fluke, and uh, they like you could still kill the penalty. You know, like I'm right. yes, the calls were annoying, uh, but the Islanders' penalty kill has been a strength this year, and it let them down at you know at the worst possible time. So anyway, that's game one. Uh, also, like the goals, like from a Sorokin standpoint, the Stefan Nason one is just a tip. Uh, no chance whatsoever. The Islanders uh, need to do a better job of tying guys up in front uh, because the Canes are getting goals from the front of the net via tips and traffic. So the Islanders got to work on that. Uh, Samuel Bullduke, I, I guess, so going into game two now, uh, the Islanders give up the first well, actually, goal. Sorry, I, may interrupt. I just want to say one more thing about game one before you, before you get into game two. Uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. Like they've been, it seems like they're letting a lot of players just stand right in front of Sorokin and just screen them and not trying to get like reclaim that in front of the crease space, um, which and weirdly makes me think about Anders Lee as he does, you know, he does that to the opposing team a lot. Yeah. But um, so the weird connection is that Anders, I felt like kind of was skating with cement in his shoes during these past two games. Um I th- I don't I'd have to watch the replays some replays again to like make sure, but I'm pretty sure he was responsible for a lot of turnovers. He just wasn't responsible with the puck. I don't know. He uh, yeah, like it just it felt odd that it's almost like he felt it almost like he looked lost 
in the offensive zone. Like he would get the puck and then immediately just, you know, in in slight defense, in slight defense, because I don't think you're off base. I think in slight defense of him, a lot of the Islanders looked discombobbled <laughs> in that first game. Like, you know, Barzi clearly, you know, he, he didn't have a ton of time to work with Horvat um, prior to his injury. And there was a spark there, mm-hmm. but they, they never, they didn't get enough time to like really establish a rapport. And I think, you know, so far in this series, you haven't really seen them combine for anything. I think Bo Horvat desperately, desperately needs to step up. Um, he's great in the face-off circle, and that's big. That is important. But we need to see him, you know, get pucks on net, drive, play a little bit more. Um, the Islanders have committed a lot to him. They traded for him. Uh, they gave him a big deal. And now he has Matt Barzell as a line mate. I, I need to see a little bit more. Um, he can't just be an $8 million uh, face-off specialist. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's kind I, of been that way. No, that's interesting because that's actually really interesting. So as I, I, we were talking a little bit before that we started recording, but uh, I was reading through, through some of the comments on some replay videos uh, this today, and somebody had commented, uh, watching – Horvat skate lazily back to the bench for a line change, you know, like get used to that Islanders. I've seen that for years when he's in Vancouver. Um, and I just thought that was so funny. And I wonder if he's, yeah, just, I don't know if he's going to get too comfortable. <laughs> there has been a lack of, I think it's the opposite. I think he's very uncomfortable mm. um, or he like hasn't, I, I haven't seen too much jump in this game. I felt like we saw that immediately after the trade and that's understandable. He left a situation that he didn't like in Vancouver um, where Vancouver was having a really tough year. Uh, they had committed money to other guys and not him, their captain. So he felt slighted. And you heard that obviously come out in frustration uh, at the end of the regular season, but he, I think needs to, I like the off season, Mm-hmm. hopefully you know that's all we have like we have to hope that he turns around because they've committed a lot to him and uh you know the way he looks right now it that that's an awful awful deal but it is a short uh a small sample sample size. size yeah I, um, I also wonder if some of it is chemistry because like even uh i can't remember who i think it was game two so it was what we're about to start talking about is he had a uh yeah he was you know early on in the game he was called offside because i th- I think it was Barzal entering the zone. Yeah. And Barzal likes to slow it up before entering the zone. He always like looks back. So he's like about to enter in. And so that like, I don't think Horvat just, he was just going too fast, tried to slow it down and just couldn't. So I think that was just like a microcosm of a, of a chemistry uh, thing. Right. Where like, that's the type of stuff you, you know, once you build chemistry with your line mates, you, you know what to expect. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, uh, if, if we go with what you were saying and say that he's uncomfortable, it could just be that maybe he's not willing to t- to make that uh, take that initiative, you know, if he's not comfortable with without having without having built that chemistry yet. I don't know. I don't think it's I'm completely I, speculating. I, I don't what do I know? want to. <laughs> we should ask I'm, him. Let's get him on the podcast. Sure. You know, and he'll tell us. I think I, I, I want to keep long term judgments out for now because I want to see a full year. Like, I don't know, like, it, it is difficult. Like, he did move cross-country, mm-hmm. uh, switch conferences, play, you know. 
had to get acquainted with this team that's very tight knit very quickly. Um, so I do want to give him like I'm not gonna judge the deal uh long term until I start to see him next year. Mm-hmm. And we get a better idea of what he looks like when he has a full off season to prep yeah. with you know on Long Island. Uh just so everybody knows this is a vapo, it's VIX. <laughs> so I'm not like vaping. <laughs> vaping I, through I, your nose. <laughs> I just desperately my my nasal passages are just completely clogged. Anyway, game two. Um uh, we give up another early goal. Uh, I saw a stat. It's been like 22 playoff games since the Islanders led after the first, which is incredible because the Islanders have won plenty of playoff series in that time. But I guess that goes to show like this team is like a third period team and uh, they don't like get out of the gate. Well, which is like, uh, uh, that's not good. Uh, and, and I've said, I don't think this team plays as well when they're chasing the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Islanders did have to chase this. They were down two nothing. Uh, Stastny scored the first goal. Um, was not happy with this because uh, the Islanders again, a guy in front tips it in. No one's on him. Uh, at, at first, you know, it's easy to pick on Samuel Bolduc because he's you know he's the rookie. It's the easy pick. He had, he had a bad game in game two, but looking at the replay, I, I think maybe Ryan Pollock. Um, who was the backside defender here could have uh, stick lifted or just put a body on, on Stastny. You know, he's guarding the other side of the net and the puck is against the boards on the far side. I like that pass is not getting through like three guys. And if it does, then it's bad luck. Um, so I think that one might be more on Pollock. The first it's goal. Just to... Oh, okay. So, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, the second goal uh, from Nason, another power play goal. Um, just that was the um, that was the Sebastian Ajo hitting it into his own net. Yeah, yeah. that one. So uh, obviously, like, what he what are you really gonna do? Uh, I was frustrated with Sorokin at first, and here's why: like that puck took a while to get to the goal. Though I did think about this afterwards. Like, it's a black puck. It's airborne into a crowd of people dressed in red and black. He might have lost. He might have just like once it went up, once it got deflected, he might have lost it. Yeah, it was hit by a black stick. I mean, like yeah. he probably didn't even see it get hit because that's what uh, even uh, Brendan and Butch were talking about. Was just like it looks like he's looking like his head went to track it because he thought it was going to the corner. He didn't he even very much. Hit. Yeah, he yeah. did not see that until it was basically by him. Mm-hmm. So it's frustrating. Um, but there's really nothing you can do there. Really nothing at I all. Like, I can't even fault Aho for the like, you know, how is he supposed to know that's going to happen? And like, yeah, exactly. He's, he's trying to break up the play because he yeah. doesn't want if somebody gets around him. Then, you're, yeah, then... you're trying to slow down a, a zone mm-hmm. entry, and you're on the penalty kill. So it mm-hmm. makes sense. It's frustrating. I feel like the goals the Islanders have given up in the series. I, there's been a lot of embarrassing goals in this series, and we'll talk like more like Auntie Ranta. He's just not giving up good goals. He's giving up really poor goals. Um, so at a lot of weird goals in this series. Anyway, but um, so the Islanders down to nothing. Uh, they do get one back mid-second period. Kyle Palmieri goes around the whole net, just flings it to the front on the backhand. Just no excuse for this to go in. It never left the ice. 
again, kind of like the Ryan Pollock shot in game one, uh, Ronta just getting caught. I guess like you're, you're expect it's like a, a baseball player expecting a fastball and you get a change up and you're like set and you expect the shot to have already come in. And now it's like just dawdling by. Yeah. Cause, cause he kind of like was falling down as the shot went in. Like he, yeah. That's actually a really interesting way of putting it. It was very reminiscent of like, and I tweeted this like 2013 Marc-Andre Fleury against the Islanders in the playoffs. That year he gave up a ton of fluke eagles, got pulled, and then Thomas Volkun put the Islanders away by just playing normal goaltending, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not giving up these awful goals. <laughs> Which is funny because that was 2013. It's 2023 Marc-Andre Fleury on the same night the Islanders blew it, uh, got blown out. So like, Playoff flurry. Um, but so the Islanders get that goal, gives them a lifeline. Right before the end of the second, uh, Adam Pellick picks off a pass right through the middle of the zone, just hands it off to Barzi. What a smart play by Adam Pellick. First of all, you know, it's late in the period. You can afford to pinch and take a take a gamble. He does. He gets rewarded. And also he recognizes that Matt Barzell is much faster than him. He basically just hands it off to him. And Barzi, you know, turns Brett Pesci a little inside out. But again, this is a shot that should not go in. It's not a cre- it's not like located that well. It is over the pad and under the glove, but that that has to be stopped. Has to be stopped. Auntie Ranta again letting the Islanders right back in. And the Islanders were not playing that well. Again, I felt like uh it was the Carolina's style, at least for the first first period and then the first half of the second, stifling the Islanders. Uh and the Islanders get one goal and all of a sudden they're like third period. The Islanders are really pushing uh, and they got chances. I also should, I I forgot to mention very quick back to game one, Anders Lee, a really good chance uh, went to his backhand, made it the easiest possible save for Ranta. uh, And also Pierre Engvall had kind of a one-on-one. So the Islanders did create a few chances, the chances in game one. And I Uh, think uh, Nelson had a really good chance, but he was skate. He like went by the net too fast. Yeah. He like, had a shot on goal, went off front to shoulder, and then uh, with you know, like missed yeah. the second shot, the rebound. Yeah, so I don't want to make it sound like we didn't have any chances in game one, but it, it was limited. Mm-hmm. Um, and the chances we had, we kind of just turned into boring chances somehow. Um, but so, uh, yeah, and there's tied it to there's momentum going into the third. Uh, I thought they played really well early in the third. Uh, they take the lead. Uh, Martin Nikis gets caught a little bit forward. Uh, puck bounces behind him. Brock, once that came loose and Brock had space, it was like goal. You know, mm-hmm. Brock, I mean, he's not the most accurate shooter at the 2023 All-Star game for nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just felt that was inevitable. Like once that was on a stick, it was a goal. And from there, I tweeted it and I, you know, you you can't lose. You have to, because now. I know the Islanders crazy. will never lose again. That's exactly what you tweeted, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know, uh, you know, you, you, the, 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 the phrase is that you haven't lost the playoff series until like the series hasn't started until you've lost at home, but the Islanders lost a huge, huge, huge opportunity to go home and have a chance to hold serve and go up three, one. I mean, that's the formula when you're starting off as the road team, just get one and then win at home. And they, they failed. Uh, they give up a late goal 
And as frustrating as this is, again, Sorokin, you know, he's he's a little bit down too quick. Um, it, it sucks that you now have to account for this as well, like the shot off the helmet. But players are good and they're doing it now. And for me, I but this isn't – it starts with puck bounced around the zone. Two Islanders went to the defenseman at the point with the puck, uh, Clutterbuck and Sezikis, and they let uh, – I'll have to look it up, the name, just to remember. Slavin. They left Slavin, Jacob Slavin, wide open, and it gave him the time to pick out that play. It gave him the time to align the shot off of Sorokin's helmet um, because whichever defenseman was left back can't abandon the front of the net. Mm -hmm. So it really – it was a miscommunication that led to that goal. And, yeah, I mean, like, I'd prefer to see Sorokin hold that post a little better. Um, But – Slavin had too much time to pick that out. So 3-3, go to OT. A lot of penalties in this game. Uh, Oh, oh, I should go back before we go to OT because we're going to talk about the refs again. Uh, The penalties the Islanders took in regulation, all completely true. You know, you can't argue the the double binders. Uh, And the Islanders did a really good job on the PK for the most part. Uh, I think Carolina went like one for five. The Islanders put themselves in some bad spots and they survived on the PK. Um, so can't, I'm not arguing like, like it, it is, it, you're like, how is it possible that the Canes get six power plays and we get none? Like it is very rare. That was the first playoff game in Islanders history without a power play. It's like the well, second. We had one call, rare, right? But it's just, six or none. we had one call, but it just negated one of the double minors. That's true. Yeah. So, we didn't have a power play though. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, there was a penalty on the Canes. It just, it negated a, a five on four, mm-hmm. negated a four on four. And then the Canes still had a little bit of a power play left. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, the, the goal, very frustrating. Scott Mayfield definitively gets, uh, uh, not cross-checked. High sticked. High sticked. Um, should have been called two referees right on top of it. Yeah, you know, I saw I, you retweeted Isles territory. I just when you were talking about the the uh, Slavin goal, I was just like I saw that and I was like because I, I was watching extended highlights earlier today, like you know, and I, they didn't show that at all. Yeah, they like intentionally don't show those missed calls sometimes. Yeah, I mean they don't want to promote that, and yeah. there was enough time in between that. Yeah, could... two refs right there. Yeah, I know. Uh, oh, sorry. No, I don't. It, I'm speechless. Like literally. <laughs> I'm not. Anyway. I never am. <laughs> uh, there was, um, you know, an argument by I think Mike Rupp from NHL Network that well, Scott Mayfield, you know, like tied him up and and made it so that you know he made that play with a stick, Martinuk. But no, you still are responsible for where your stick is, and you know that's like an irresponsible. Like he just whipped his stick out of. The, he whipped his stick. Very important to say that and enunciate. He whipped his stick. Uh, and uh, and just also, maybe yeah, just put that across Scott Mayfield's face. But if you use that, oh, well, the defenseman tied him up. So he just, uh, you know, the forward just speared the defenseman. It's like, you know, like that logic doesn't work. Yeah. I, you have to do a better job of not annihilating the guy's face. Now, so look, I was coping last night, coping hard. It's Copenhagen. I was going to say that. <laughs> it was awful. And 
That's really sad that we both thought of that. Mm. Uh, but, uh, but the Islanders had enough time to regroup. The Islanders got stuck yelling at the ref. Uh, it caught, you know, Mayfield got Mayfield and Pollock got stuck on the same side of the ice. Jesper Foss snuck in behind Anders Lee kind of fell asleep again. Like it's tough because that's not Anders Lee's assignment. There mm-hmm. should be a defenseman there, but also like he, it took too long to recognize what was happening. Uh, and Ilya Sorokin gets stuck a little bit too deep in his net for my liking. Um, and Jesper Foss wins it. That is like among the most frustrating losses that I've ever watched. And the Islanders are now 0-6 against the Canes in the playoffs. Uh, they got swept by them in the, the first Barry Trotz here in 1819. It, it, it's a weird – some teams just have your number. Uh, Tampa, for us, for sure. Carolina is another, it seems, even in the regular season. Even before they had this big, you know, culture change and they, they got really good, uh, even when they were just kind of mediocre, like they would always beat the Islanders. I, I, I hated seeing – Islanders Canes games at home because I knew the Canes, even if they had the worst record, they're going to win. Uh, and the last game I saw before COVID was the, uh, the Canes won on a high stick that wasn't called. Uh, yeah. They just, they lead, they, they, they lead. Uh, I would, I, I, it's hard to say because Tampa's also frust- frustrated us a lot. Carolina frustrates the hell out of the Islanders. Like, Historically, the last few years. Um, I guess, where do we go from here now? Or, James, what, what do you... What well, do you, yeah, so what, I, I wanted to... What's your gut feeling? So, we talked about this just a bit before we started recording, but I wanted to get into it a bit more. So, um, the first thing is, do you blame Scott Mayfield for leaving his post, for leaving his assignment to go and argue with the ref? You know, yeah. because... Uh, I, I guess a little bit like it's hard to say, right? Cause it, it so the ref, like if you're bleeding, yeah. like, I, the Canes got a call that way, you know, that's true. Yeah. And it was, it was like 10 seconds after it happened. It was a, like, a good Oh yeah. The Islanders had possession way up going up. Yeah. The ice, and it was the right call. So I'm not going to say like the refs didn't get that right. It's just not like the, the, it's like math, like the order of operation is off. Like they're yes, getting, yeah. it's like, a kid on a math test getting the answer right. And they're like, can you show your work? And the work is all wrong. It's like, <laughs> how did you get this right? Um, that's how it felt. And, you know, like I was absolutely coping last night and look, I, I stand by that. The call was, I mean, it, I think it's almost like definitive. It was very obvious that it was the wrong call, but the Islanders have to, it's the playoffs. You have to regroup, you know, yeah, exactly. Uh, in like Toronto had a ton of penalties against them in game one. And John Tavares like said like oh the refs and and like you lost eight to three or whatever like you lost seven to three when you lose by four like a referee's decision I don't know like and also I didn't think this is, the decisions were bad there was one goal against Toronto I'm not I'm still not convinced they even crossed the line and they called it a goal that was weird that was very weird but still I, they gave up like four power play goals anywho talking <laughs> about the Islanders again um, yeah they got. They got it. They get out of their own heads, and I wonder if, like, you know, a lot of these guys were around for that 2018-19 loss. Like, are the Canes in their head? Like, they just don't beat the Canes. Mm. I don't know. Um, and the Canes are like part of that is like the Canes are probably a better team. Yeah, yeah. Still there. I think they're like kind of similar to the Islanders defensively, uh, except they have 
like more jump in their defensemen, like better skating defensemen. Uh, and that's why they break out faster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, but, so, so then, uh, so then do you blame Scott Mayfield? Yes or no? Um, he, he has to share some blame. That's fair. Yeah. Like, right, cause uh, it's, there's so many, so many, it could have gone so many ways, you know, like yeah, the rest could have blown of, it down. Basically every, like I said, everything fell apart. Yeah. Uh, Mayfield was discombobulated. Pollock didn't cover the side he was supposed to be covering. Uh, and, uh, Anders Lee fell asleep and then Elias Sorokin was too deep in his net. Everything went wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see. I see. Yeah. Also, um, I just want to get out ahead of it. Like, no, uh, yeah, you, I know what you mean. You don't, you don't start Varley in game three. I don't think Sorokin's been bad. I just don't think oh. he's them much. People have been calling for that. I haven't seen a ton of it. So I don't oh, want to, okay. I don't want to be one of those guys that like, cause I see this on Twitter. Sometimes people are like, we need to stop doing this. And it's like, I haven't seen anyone do that. And you just took a very uncontroversial opinion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you like, um, made it out to be like less than that. So then my next question though, is uh, the number of hits in the first game was pretty even, but in the second game it was, I don't, uh, I don't know if it's actually up here, but uh, it was, you know, heavily favored the Islanders. Mm-hmm. And I think the Canes fans from what I've seen online think that the Islanders have been, playing dirtier um look and, I, I, and if you look at the amount of power plays that the canes get i mean that would be seem almost obvious but um i would i don't know i don't know it's hard to say i think though that the islanders are definitely laying more hits and you would hope if you know as an Islanders fan i would hope that that means that you know like the physicality is catching up with the canes and like you know like so that like the, the grind is setting in you know and so yeah. as the series grinds on uh, it's going to be harder for them to to pull out the wins. So maybe that's the hope is that you grind them down. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a team missing Svechnikov, so there's a little bit missing offensively. And the Islanders at five on five are doing pretty well. They got the Islanders have to stay out of the box. Uh, and I can see, you know, where Canes feel the Canes fans could feel like the Islanders have been cheap too because um, the Matt Matt Martin like just sat on. Uh, and, and I saw one person, one person on Twitter, like argued with me and said that should have been a misconduct. I, I don't think it was a misconduct. It was definitely a penalty. Uh, but I don't think in game misconduct. Um, and, uh, the one that went uncalled the big one now, um, one of the best players turbo as he's nicknamed for the Canes, uh, Tavo Teravainen, uh, Tavo Teravainen, uh, broke his wrist. Uh, on a uh, John Gabriel Pacho slash, and I saw the replay, and you know, like in slow mo, obviously it doesn't look that hard, but he he broke the guy's wrist, and he's done for the playoffs. Uh, so I was actually a little bit surprised the Islanders like that Pacho didn't get a fine or anything. Not that I saw, maybe he didn't. I didn't. See uh, I don't know I, if if I, I'll look before we post this, and I'll post it in like the description or something because I didn't even hear about that until after the game. That's where I like I they didn't. They did not even notice it in the game. I didn't hear anybody yeah. talk about it during the game. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel bad. I like Teravon as a player, too. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely – look, I can see – I feel like the Islanders in past years, the Islanders have been, like, annoying and physical but not cross the line to dirty. Uh, I think this series, like, the Canes have an argument. Um, like, the Islanders got to tighten it up for sure. I mean, the high stickings are more of like lack of discipline. It's not really like mm-hmm. I'm trying to take this guy's face off. Um, 
but yeah, they I want to take his face. Oh, oh, <laughs> good. Uh, good. So, all right, and scene. So, um, then what do you think about Bullduk? I mean, like how, uh, how do you think he'll be in Game Three? Uh, I think he'll be watching from the rafters. <laughs> if I look, he's he had the big big misplay in the in our playoff you know our basically our, our wild card game against montreal he has taken penalties in this series he took a really bad uh he took one of the double minors um and he that he, was his he, only uh he only had one penalty previously in the regular season oh i don't know or i'll check now but anyway so but um he like just you can't you can't just like wait and walk, wait for these guys to grow in the playoffs. You you have to put the best lineup possible out there. If guys are screwing up, they have to come out of the lineup. And uh he has a short leash as a rookie. And I'm not saying anything about his future in the NHL because of this, but he is not ready. And I don't know if uh uh Parker Watherspoon is, but I think it's I think it's worth giving him a look. If Romanov is out. Romanov is being called a game time decision. Um, it would be huge if he was back. Um, although we can't expect him to be a hundred percent because I think it was a, it was an upper body injury. They called it, but I was worried that it was a head injury because um, of the, like the weird timetable they've given to it. Um, so yeah, I, I think Bull Duke has to sit no matter what, even if it mm-hmm. means Parker Walter spoon plays. Uh, yeah. So Bull Duke only had one, uh penalty two two minutes of penalties in in the regular season yeah and four in the playoffs and and also a, a big reason why you have to make that change is if you don't trust one defenseman the other five guys are going to get overtaxed in minutes mm-hmm. so well, that so then do you think then that could have played a you know a role in the outcome of this islander canes game because maybe it's, he it's only played like the first five ten minutes so yeah it's impossible to like get it like you know like no you know it's not like a video i know i know it's a stat like his his endurance dropped because <laughs> he played too many minutes um but for sure like maybe maybe like they're they're constant well, yeah when you're tired your concentration starts to wane you know it's harder to make heady plays and you know mayfield and uh pollock had to play a lot may you know and they were out on the ice for that goal you know they were discombobulated because of the the arguing with the refs, but maybe like just tired from playing so much and lost the concentration a bit. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. That's one of those things. Like there's no, there's no definitive answer. You can't know. Well, Ryan Pollock tells you I lost plus two speed. I was minus two speed because I was dealing with a minor injury. I don't know. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Um, Okay. So uh, anything else then to say about game one or two? And then I think we'll kind of talk a bit more generally about the rest of the league. We're going to go over your bat bracket, how it's doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty much, I, I guess, Ryan Polk is the standout in a positive fashion in the first two games. Uh, even being involved in that, you know, like in the game losing goal. Uh, still has been uh, probably our best skater. Matt Barzell in the second game looked a lot like his old, his like mm-hmm. healthy self. That was big. Um, so the hope is not gone, but for me, it's very, very, very difficult 
this Islander team has to scratch and claw for everything because they're not super, super skilled. So they have to work so hard to score. I, I don't know if they can win this series after going down two games to nothing. It's going to be a real, if they had won that game, I would say we got a real shot. I, we might even be slightly favored, but that is a heart, heart. Like just, I have a heart. I had a heart attack. I'm, I'm doing a great job with my words right now, but, that was that was brutal brutal and uh all right so let's cheer ourselves up by looking at other other teams that are playing uh you tweeted out your bracket um tom it's okay i'll cut out the part where you're crying it's okay i don't tell anybody um i cry on here but like just from allergies (laughs) yeah okay okay tom uh just like nyquil (laughs) sunscreen I don't know. So sunscreen. What? Okay. I've got a whole I've got a health pack here. Not even kidding. It's a so here's a tweet. You have uh wait, 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 my wait. bracket. You just take this, it's a health pack, and you just press it against your body like in a video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it goes away. It's one time use. Yeah. Um, so you have Boston greater than Florida in five games, Toronto yeah. greater than Tampa Bay <laughs> in six games. <laughs> don't say it like that. Uh <laughs> So yeah, so you have Boston beating Florida in five, and that's so. Did you wait? When did you last update this bracket? All right, so this is this is the one I put out the day of the first round starting, and I put it out before okay. the game started. Um, yeah, so Boston, Florida, looking really frisky early on though. Big win last night, six to three. Linus Olmark, uh, like they they were able to put six by him. Very impressive. Uh, and they withstood some like really tough goals that they gave up, like a shorthanded goal to Brad Marchand, and they gave up uh, a tying goal later. And they, man, they were good in the third period. So good for Florida. They look like they're actually fully live in this series. Um, Toronto got annihilated in game one. Tonight they annihilated Tampa. I think it might be the best thing that's ever happened for this Toronto team to have game one go as bad as it did because, man, I didn't get to watch the game tonight, but judging by the scoreline, you're like, oh, my God, they were motivated. You know, Uh, John Tavares had a hattie tonight. Damn. They just destroyed Tampa. Tampa missing some guys, too. uh, Chernak and and Hedman. So that's a big deal. Definitely missing big, big defensemen. Physically and... (laughs) Yeah, literally and and figuratively. (laughs) Um, So I switched my pick from my initial bracket and I ended up picking the Islanders in seven and I'm not super confident in that, but if they do win the series, I think it's going to have to be seven. I don't know if the Islanders are going to win four in a row and win this in six. Uh, no, they'll, they'll lose one more then win four in a row and win it in seven. Oh, so <laughs> they're going to go down three. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they're going to do it, but just because they want the challenge, not because they have to, you know? Yeah. Um, and I had the Rangers over Jersey in seven. Uh, they just won both road games in Jersey, the Rangers. The Rangers are looking very, very good. And uh, my goodness, they might win the East. My God. So you I had think them it's... going to the conference final in my bracket. Yeah, I had the Islanders and Rangers meeting in round two. That, I mean, that would be I, – I wish something like that would happen. Yeah. I don't so know. I fun. actually don't know if I want that. I don't know if my heart could take that. <laughs> Like, it's bad enough dealing with, like, 
the way that, I mean, like the Islanders have just been giving up these goofy ass goals too. With the Aho so you one. think it would just like from like a secondhand embarrassment point of view? I I just like I don't know if I could like even that. if the Islanders were like competing or like playing well, regardless of if they're winning or not, you think it would just be people would just you know never too much from a little heart. Yeah. <laughs> I have palpitations. I do think though, while I would love to see the Islanders play the Rangers. I, I mean, I would love to see the Islanders play the Devils. Like, uh, that would be awesome, too. You know, yeah. that would be so much fun just to see either one of those two. Um, yeah. And and now both of them are going to get knocked out because they're both down 2-0. So sad. Fun. So anyway, Rangers, Carolina, and we're all going to hate it. Yeah. I My conference final, I had Boston over the Rangers in six. I feel pretty good about that right now. Um so obviously the worst case scenario is Toronto Rangers conference final, which at this rate will happen because this wait, is wait, you have here. sorry, say that again. Did you say because now you have Boston playing Toronto? Yeah, I, I, I just skipped ahead. I, I have Boston beating Toronto and the Rangers beating the Islanders and then meeting. Oh, oh, sorry, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Uh so yeah, I have Boston winning the East, which is like the lead, the coldest take in the world. Mm-hmm. The 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 oh, sorry, the most lukewarm take in the world. Um in the West, I did the opposite where I faded the teams that everybody's been in on. Everybody's in on uh, Colorado. Everybody's been big on Edmonton. And I decided to be a moron <laughs> instead of being smart. This is why you should listen to our takes. <laughs> well, I might might be right on this. <laughs> you, I mean, yeah, it remains like, to be seen. But <laughs> uh, the West, I'm not looking too awful. So I, had, I have Winnipeg beating Vegas, right? And that's the eight seed beating the one. This year, I said to myself, I'm not going to be like a coward with my picks and be like, well, I don't want Vegas to then beat them. And I look like an idiot. I don't care anymore. I constantly do (laughs) embrace it. And I I went with my gut. I was like, Winnipeg's going to win. The stats were actually not that far apart, like goals for per game, goals against power play, penalty kill. And uh, Winnipeg is the better goaltending. So I was like, I'll take Winnipeg as the eight seed taking out the one game one Winnipeg wins five, one. So they play again tonight. Uh, so not bad. Uh, I have Edmonton over LA and six, that series is tied at one uh, Edmonton very easily could have been up two Oh and blue game one Colorado and Seattle. This one's the most shocking one so far. I had Colorado in five Seattle's up one game to nothing and leading in game two. Like as we speak crazy. Um, like I, I just, that series, like Seattle's goaltending has been awful this year. It's been like third to worst in the league by save percentage. Colorado is just not scoring. In- incredible. Seattle has a crazy good offense and, um, yeah, they're, they're doing something really shocking. And now I, I look, I'm all for it. I, I faded Colorado because I had Colorado losing too. Minnesota, who I have beating Dallas in seven. Minnesota made me look real good in game one. Well, pretty good. Like, they kind of got outplayed, but they won. Then in game two, they decided to switch goalies uh, for no reason. They win They win with one goalie. And then they switch goalies and they lose seven to three. You're a bunch of morons. You're stupid. You deserve to lose. Yeah. Um, Higher time. Picking Minnesota to go to the cup. <laughs> I finally, I, I was like, fade the two big ones. 
There's the NHL. It's never the teams you absolutely think are going to be there. Um, unless you pick Tampa three years in a row. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's always like a one of the like big teams that gets knocked out early. Yeah, definitely. For me, I took Vegas as that team. I mean, th- th- the Islanders didn't even make it in the playoffs last year, and we were like, at least to us, we they we thought they were going to win the cup. So coming into the year, we had expectations. They were I, I, yeah. But anyway, um, but yeah, so I have Edmonton and Minnesota meeting in the conference final. I have Minnesota in seven. I have Boston over Minnesota in the cup final. So like, yeah, I, you know, everybody is picking Boston to win the cup pretty much. But um, for the people that like faded Boston in the East and picked the Rangers, Rangers are absolutely dominating the devils. Like that's scary. I think Carolina, you know, they – this is going to sound like sour grapes because they're beating us, but, like, the Rangers are going to beat Carolina if they play them. Uh, you got to have good goaltending against the Rangers because they have, they have a good offense. They have a really, really, really deep offense. And, uh, yeah, I don't think that – Carolina's goaltending at the moment, which just keeps giving the Islanders lives, extra lives. Um, it's going to be much worse for them to play the Rangers and to have an offense that is like firing on all cylinders. So, uh, man, the Rangers are hot right now. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, my nightmare is Toronto Rangers conference final. Uh, and then in the West, I don't really care. I guess my nightmare in the West would be like, no, like I don't dislike any of these teams. I don't really like Vegas too much. So I guess it's like, oh, if Vegas got there and played Boston, I'd be like, I wouldn't really be rooting for either team in the final. What do you think then? Uh, so now if you could readjust your bracket today, uh, I what would, would, what would you modify? That, would you say consistent re- or would you flip a few things? Um, I would try to resist that urge because you don't want to overreact mm-hmm. too much and you want to stand by your guns. I feel really good about the Winnipeg pick still. Um, Edmonton, I thought, would maybe have a little bit of a need. Even though I had Edmonton at six, I guess I thought Edmonton would kind of like control that series, but LA did a really good job of coming back in game one. Uh, I mean, I can't pretend to have had any idea that Seattle was going to play this well so far. I guess the one worry I had, and it's reflected by having Colorado get knocked out around two, was Colorado not being deep enough because of all the injuries they faced. And that might be right, but it just might be in round one that it happens. So I still, I, I think Minnesota might, overthink themselves into losing round one, which is funny. I picked them to go to the cup, but um, yeah, the West remains wide open. Any team in the West in the playoffs could go to the final. So what if the Islanders got the the Rangers looks like they should make the final almost. So what if uh, the Islanders got uh, moved, the franchise moved to a different Island in the United States? What have you done? (laughs) Uh, Kansas City, the island of Kansas City. So, yeah. Um, 
you know, and then and then all of a sudden now we're in the Western Conference. Yeah. Bam. We're like Kansas City Islanders. The Kansas City. Yeah. Um, but, oh, it I finally mean, helped. What about that? Wait, wait, like just wait, was there anything past putting us in the West? Well, then we would be in a worse conference. And we might win yeah. more games. <laughs> I guess it's it's not that it's really worse. It's just that like the gap is the gap between the top teams and the bottom is is very little. Mm-hmm. The East, there's definitely I mean, maybe there isn't as much of a gap. Like Florida's putting a real good showing in early. The the Islanders, despite not really playing great, like they're they're staying in games. So far, the most disappointing team by a mile is Jersey. Mm-hmm like just getting pounded at home by one of your biggest rivals, probably, probably their biggest rival. I would say, yeah, Philly's one of their biggest rivals too, but I would say the devils and Rangers, you know, the cities are close. Yeah. There's a lot of Ranger fans at those devils home games. Uh, Yeah. Devils fans. I'm very sorry. This looks real bad. So what we have to do is show up to these Islander games, the next two home games against Carolina and just, scare the carolina threaten the carolina players to lose um that's the only that's all we got no hey you you better lose tonight all right so so we'll close it off uncalled penalty we like really stepped on the brakes (laughs) when we started talking about the the the, uh the bracket your bracket um so let's let's end it let's end the podcast with uh with talking about our predictions for the next two games. Just, just let's just focus on the next two home games. Okay. Um, I am optimistic that we win both. I'd be surprised if we didn't win game three, uh, like as a strong response. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so my prediction is win game three and it's going to be close to game four, but, but we pull out a win because I'm a homer. I, the way the series is going, I don't think we're going to get swept, but I I do feel like we're going to only win one of our home games in this next two. We'll be down 3-1 going to Carolina. We might be able to grind out a win there and then lose at home in six. I had us in seven. Just, I don't know, like the Islanders got to get more pucks on net and make Auntie Ranta make mistakes. But, you know, there's a good coach over there in Carolina. Rob Brindamore is a great coach. He might realize that like Auntie Ron's is keeping the Islanders in games and he might switch over to uh the, the third string goalie whose name I can't pronounce, but I literally had him in fantasy. <laughs> Kochekov, I think it is. Um or or go back to Freddie Anderson, who like was injured a lot this year. Um, but like like I said, they kind of have three goalies and Ronta doesn't look very good. They could just go to one of the other two guys. And uh, if I were Carolina, it's weird because you're up 2-0, but I would make that change. I would def- I would absolutely switch goalies and, uh, like, stop giving away – stop giving the Islanders chances to stay in these games. Uh, okay. Uh, that would be interesting. Do you think we'll actually see that? I I wouldn't put it past – Rob Brindamore is a really sharp coach, and he's young, so he's not, like, one of these fossils that's, like, afraid to take chances – um so i am like lou lamorello yeah well i i well i mean coaching wise no i know but i i think they do i think i he's a sharp coach 
I think it's obvious the goals he's giving up are keeping the Islanders in games. And if you, if the Canes had a little bit better, more consistent of a goaltending effort, the Islanders would be like not threatening. Okay. Uh... So then last question I have is, do you think the Islanders uh, – do you think the Islanders, if they end up winning this series, do you think it's going to be – I think I don't know if this is perception versus maybe reality, but do you think a lot of people will think that they stole the series, that they like really just lucked out um, if they end up winning the uh, best of seven? Or do you think like I mean obviously it depends right four more games to play at the uh, or uh, five more games to play uh, mm-hmm. if it goes to seven games you know a lot can a lot can happen but it's like almost like the way that these games are going I think they have to I think like in the future games game three that Islanders have to respond strong but make it clear like you know do their best to not take penalties mm-hmm. because if they keep on taking penalties I think it's just going to you know it's just going to like yeah. like whether or not they win the series, I don't know. The perception will be that they play dirty. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, the first step is to stop, you know, get out of the box, stop committing penalties. By the way, Winnipeg is up one nothing. <laughs> look at that. And the Kraken are up 2 nothing on Colorado. I didn't pick that. I look very good about the Winnipeg pick, though. Um, but um, Famous last words. Will they have stolen the series? Um I, it's hard to say, like, I mean, they could just put a, put in an all-around better effort at home and just, like, all of a sudden, look, look the, if you're grappling for, if you're looking for something to hold on to, Carolina has been really bad on the road in the playoffs. Last year in their playoff series against, I think it was Boston, they won all three home games and they lost all four road games. So, I think even Canes fans were saying yesterday, like when I was coping and I was angry about the Islanders losing, they were like, whatever, you're just going to win the next two games because we can't win it on the road. So uh, maybe in that it's almost like they think it's going to go to seven to them. Maybe I, you know, it's weird. This Canes team. I don't know. They're missing something. It's, it's, it's so frustrating. It's, it's a really good team, but I don't know if they're like great in any one area. I, their penalty kill is great, but like, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it, but they, they don't really seem to be a threat to the cup, but they're absolutely a great regular season team. Uh, we will have to dissect this series. I think they're missing a slow stopping goal. If you put Sorokin on the Canes, I think they win the cup. And you know, it's so frustrating is, and you said this a long time ago, it does sometimes feel like the Islanders are wasting, you know, Pretty like some of the best well, goaltending. I know last season Barley was probably a bit better. He also obviously they played more, more uh, split. split. Yeah. So, well, I I think you know what they're not. They'd be wasting more if they were just all together not making the playoffs. Even that. Well, that's what happened last season. You know. Yeah. Yeah, so. but they, they've made the playoffs four to five years. Like mm-hmm. that's really good. I think the 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 challenge especially if they lose this series is going to be like it's i don't really think it's lack of effort i do think there's some obviously some coaching stuff that they have to clean up but they it's a it's talent they need a little more more talent and when they didn't have barzi in game one they barely threatened at all the one goal was a fluke and uh barzi was was a spark 
in game two. The Islanders need more of those guys. And, uh, you know, they're missing Romanov right now defensively. Mm -hmm. So, you know, something that I think Islanders fans that actually watched the team the last couple uh, last year can tell you is, you know, they had a reputation for being such a stingy defense that didn't give away chances. That was true under Barry Trotz, but over the last year, that's it's it's more so been the goalies picking up the defense than the other way around. Yeah, I completely agree. So, you know, I, I do think the Islanders, it, it's weird because it's a team that everybody knows that scoring is their thing, is their thing that they need to improve on. Um, but they, they do need to be a little better defensively as well. Well, that's also, I would, <clears throat> you just made me think like, with the defense of through a lot through the last two seasons, I think they've split up Pelican Pollock, mm. who have like consistently been the best defensive pair, but they, they've had to split them up because of all the problems they have with the defense uh, and filling in, uh, filling in the lines and stuff. So it's like, it's, and like, I'm pretty sure the stats have, I, I can't remember if you, if we talked about this, but I'm pretty sure the stats have shown like they are the best when they're together, you know, like mm-hmm. they play better. Their individual stats are better when they're on the same line or, uh, you know, when they're playing side by side. So it's like, yeah, it's kind of like filling in the holes. Like, you know, it's like, we're like, we're like, you're trying you know, to limit the like damage. Yeah, yeah, but it's almost and, like and it's hard to do that when Bullduke is sitting the whole game because he makes a mistake. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, and, and I I'm mean, not. What, what not would you have done in that I'm situation? Benching it. Yeah, no, I, exactly. I completely agree. Yeah, you can't, you can't. Yeah, I don't know. Also, I want Pelican game one was not very good. Like I didn't say that, but I probably like he was. I didn't say that. Who said that? He was getting beat. He was getting walked around a little bit. Um, game two, he was good. So stepped it up. I mean, hopefully, yeah, I, I guess that's the, like, if, so then do you think the Islanders are on the right trend? I mean, yeah, I mean, game one, I thought they were terrible. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything is an improvement. Really couldn't have stepped back. Like game one that, you know, and that's one of the most anemic offensive performances I've seen. I And I, I, when I was watching game one, I just kept on thinking, I was like, there's just, you know, and you just don't feel nothing's, it. Nothing's yeah, happened. Nothing's happened. And then, and then I, I was going to say this earlier, but period uh, towards the end of period three or halfway through period three, when they had a couple of chances and stuff and they're really generating something. I mean, it's just like, it's too little too late. You know, like if you get something, it's going to go to OT and then like, there's no guarantee there, obviously. Yeah. So it's just, uh, I, I don't know how much of it is just that because everybody says, oh, if they want to play well, they're going to play well. You know, I don't know. I just think, I don't know what, I don't know what it is. It's not that. I don't think it's effort. I think it's, um, talent there's a talent <laughs> yeah i guess so right you need a little more talent it's like you're almost like the the guys are like waiting for that talent or waiting for something to happen waiting for those opportunities they don't have enough people generating those opportunities you know obviously that was very obvious when barzal wasn't playing um, at the risk of sounding mean i think something that um is is scary about the team structure going forward is pelican pollock and romanov all good defensemen. I worry about how fast the game is is going. Every year it's getting faster. And uh, they're not, like, their skating isn't their, like, main attribute. Those guys are, like, physical. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I wonder if the Islanders are not, like, they need an infusion of a, a little bit more um, 
especially in the power plays, like somebody that can enter the zone that isn't just Matt Barzell. Mm-hmm. And Noah Dobson has a little bit better skating, but he's he gets picked off the puck a lot. He's not very big, so he gets bodied a lot. Um, that's something I, th- I I think needs to be um, whether it's off on the blue line or a forward in the offseason, they have to um, prioritize bringing in guys that are good skaters. Um, somebody mm-hmm. that I think it's Phil's facts has championed for a while. And he caught my eye in the game that gave the Islanders a chance of making the playoffs. Andres Athanasiu scored a goal for the Blackhawks that helped put the Penguins away and give us a real shot at making the playoffs. So Athanasiu has crazy good skating. Uh, that's the kind of thing the Islanders need. And, um, yeah. Uh, need to see a consistent, you know, effort. So you think they need to be, the Islanders need to be brought into the 21st century and bring in some skill players instead of this, like, yeah. Sacrifice some of that grit, some of that, uh, yeah. We have plenty of grit. Yeah. That's why I went, it's funny when we traded for Engvall, Toronto fans were like, well, he's never going to lay a hit. It's like everyone else in the Islanders. It's <laughs> fine. Yeah. <laughs> do not that's not something that's why like no one's complaining about like oh you know ink ball is really lacking some grit we have our fourth line is just like the stereotype of it's like oozing grit <laughs> yeah and i i like i haven't been very happy with them in the series so far the fourth and I, like i don't know like feels like they should be done after this year uh, they, well, that like, well, that remains to be seen. Yeah, I mean, I I guess like they're they're not awful, uh, but you know, it definitely feels like we're coming to the end of that, and like, um, I it's think end of an era. I would know? feel better in the future having Fashing, uh, playing the fourth line instead of Clutterbuck, but Fashing's been playing like well enough to play on the third line, and mm-hmm. I don't want to break up that third line because it's a good line. It's a shutdown line. And uh, Brise and Fashing bring really good effort on that line. All right. On that note, um, let's go to the mailbag. I got an uh, email uh, from my brother. Oh. It says, eat shit. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. Good stuff, guys. Keep it up. More for next week. Um, that concludes our mailbag segment. Um, also, what is he, a boomer? He emailed me. <laughs> Uh, that's a good one. You wrote me a handwritten note. No, no, no. What's like an old social media? What you sent me a Facebook message? Are you a boomer? Well, that's actually true. Spoke to me on Facebook. Boomers, boomers do use Facebook. Yeah, well, that that's more of a millennial thing. The poking. Oh, poking. Oh, yeah. You poked. I got into. Is a that still a thing? War. I don't think that's a thing anymore. Do they? Did they take away that feature? I think so. Yeah. You know, that's... it's not called the wall anymore either. It's called your feed and your time. Yeah. I mean, you know that that's fine. Like that's not <laughs> um, Elon kicked everybody off of ver- uh, every, like the verified accounts today. Mm-hmm. Elon uh, did it personally. Yeah. So I, I was, I was already like, Oh, that's good. Cause in, in New York, like uh, one of the government accounts didn't carry over and wasn't verified. So people were just pretending to be it. Oh, and they were like God. free stuff all the time. <laughs> it's like, uh, this is this may be a problem. We may uh, have set up too much of our lives our lives on Twitter. I completely agree I with that. Know. I was just tweeting through my coping last night. <laughs> All right. This is uh I've been trying to end this podcast for like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um 
and I'm also not helping. I, I'm like engaging with you and also saying things. Oh, yeah. So, um, all right. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening and watching. Uh, this was a little bit of a downer of a podcast. I, I apologize. Um, I, I blame my health. Yeah, I blame Tom's health, too. So I apologize for Tom's health. Uh, we will see you probably a week from today, right before game six, um, assuming there is a game six. Oh, God. <laughs> and uh, and Sterling will be joining us again, mm. most likely. Yeah. So, um, okay. Right. I'm going to go to sleep. Bye. Right.